On the 9th of February 2017, SOAS University hosted an evening featuring comedian Francesca Martinez in conversation with filmmaker Ken Loach after a packed-out screening of Loach's latest film, I, Daniel Blake. I, Daniel Blake tells the story of a woodworker who's been deemed unfit for work after a heart attack and struggles to navigate the labyrinth of bureaucracy that is needed in order to receive his employment and support allowance. The film received the BAFTA Award for the Outstanding British Film and has been praised by many as a piercing portrayal of injustice in contemporary Britain. After the event, which was organised by the SOAS Development Department in conjunction with the People's Assembly, SOAS Radio got an interview with the two main guests of the evening. So I'm here with Francesca Martinez and Ken Loach in backstage after a great screening of Daniel Blake and there was full house. I have a question for both of you. Ken, in all your films, humour and warmth is such a big part of the film. And for me, those are the most heartbreaking moments when you see how people face these hardships with such dignity. How do you both feel these two things go together, hardship and humour? Um, well, I, I think humour is um, indivisible from daily life. Um, it would be quite false to not to find the comedy in in the darkest moments. Um, it's how people survive. Actually. People survive desperate times by finding something to laugh about, um, and sometimes their laughter is quite desperate. But it's it's it, it, it's quite false to think that people who are in desperate poverty, don't laugh. I mean, it's a kind of middle-class view of it. Um, in fact, yes, they do. Um, and the um, it it's it would be quite false to to strip that away. So it's absolutely implicit in in the situation. I mean, you go to any workplace and you'll find people taking having a laugh. They'll be taking the Mickey out of the person who's always late. They'll be taking the Mickey out of the person who's got a trouble with their partner or their wife or their husband or whatever there's 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 always jokes and and jokes is how we how we survive the darkest times oh, i totally agree with ken humor is a human coping mechanism i'm a comedian and um you know it's so therapeutic to make jokes and routines out of painful errors in your life And just the act of doing so, for me, on a personal level, has been so cathartic. You know, you turn pain into comedy, and and it's like you own it, and uh, you reclaim it. It's very empowering. And um, I remember when I first started, someone asked me, is it right for you to make jokes about disability? And I said, well, number one, I'm not making jokes about disability, I'm making jokes about my life. And number two, disabled people use humour so much. They're one of the funniest groups of people you'll ever meet because um, it's so important to have that outlet. And I think we can't deny anyone the right to ha go to humour to as a survival mechanism and I think that's one of the things that I love about Ken's films and I Daniel but Blake in particular is that you get that bittersweet combination of laugh out loud moments and then um heartbreaking ones. But you know what, that's life. 
And I, I hate this division in art between comedy and drama because life is both all the time. And uh, I think that's what the film does so beautifully. I mean, it's hard to speak about Paul Laverty who wrote, wrote the script. I mean, uh, he writes the comedy there, the comedy's there, you know. Um, but the, the right to laughter, it should be one of the basic human rights, shouldn't it? It should be on the Human Rights Charter, yeah. the right to laughter. <laughs> I think it is, and especially in the film, the, the character of Daniel, you feel like that's his way of processing the madness, kind of like to laugh at it. If you don't laugh, what have you got left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Another question for both of you. You are both in the arts, but um, you're really big advocates for social change and very outspoken about politics. What do you think the arts can, what kind of impact can it have in society? Well, I grew up in a family who were very creative. They never said to me, chess, get a job, get a mortgage, get security. They said, chess, do something with social value. And they define good art as being art that made a difference. So I kind of had that drummed into me. And what I love about what I do is I have the, the ears of strangers. And to me, that's a real privilege. And I want to communicate something of value. And I do believe that if, if you have a public platform, there's a certain duty to try and use that privilege in a way that you can highlight issues and give people a voice who don't have one. And I feel very strongly about that. And I think it's incredible that, you know, Ken is probably the only filmmaker in the country telling these stories. And for that, I'm truly grateful. But I also want to ask, why? You know, why aren't there more people who feel compelled to tell stories of real working people and highlight the injustices of society? So I, I hope we can um, create a society where there are more more filmmakers like Ken uh, coming through. That there are lots. There are lots who want to do it. It's the problem is the commissioning. The, the the problem is the the, um, the people who take the decisions about what films to make have been very restrictive, and it's been increasingly it's been a gradual restriction over the last uh, 20, 30, 40 years, gradually to squeeze out that um, originality, to squeeze out the individual voice, to squeeze out this kind of social concern. There's um I mean they want to be like Hollywood, you know, yeah. happy happy films for happy people. Um, escapism. Yeah. So, so it's it's um, it's there's no shortage of talented people who want to do the films. It, it's 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 the process, and because I've been around for a long time, I'm just allowed a bit of license. But they, somebody who come along and be far better than I am, but they won't be allowed to. Um, but but I think on 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 I mean, there's something we just have to change. You know? And and I think on on the wider question, I think. Um, Artists or filmmakers or writers or comedians or you know every kind of medium um, can just deal in ideas and and bigger issues. I mean, politicians have to have to make tactical withdrawals. You know, they have to take one step back to take two steps forward. 
I think you, if you're in the arts, you don't have to do that. You just say, this is right. This is how we could live. This is a world that we could create. Yeah. This is the wickedness of what we're doing now. You know, you can go for the big ideas. Um, sometimes the big ideas, sometimes very precise ones about details of, of life. But you, in a way, you can do anything. You don't, you don't have to... And in fact, that's the duty, not to do tactical withdrawals. You know, just the duty is to say, look, this is how it is, or this, this is how I think it is. One last question. Since this film has come out, a lot has happened in the world and in the UK. Um, and you've also traveled around the UK to, to these screenings like tonight and talk to people. What have been, um, reactions of audiences and of people for you that have been important or surprising? Um, and we, we didn't think it would it would play as well as it does, really. I mean, you you never know. I mean, I'm sure it's the same when when Francesca's putting a set together. You you know you think that joke's going to go well, and of course it doesn't. And and then then you think another. Well, we won't get much on that, and everybody falls about. And I think it it's that with films. You can work really hard on something, and the film doesn't quite rise, and then you do another one, do it quite quickly, and it just hits the mark for some reason. Um, and this we, we, we've been surprised, you know, the people's response. But um, I think it's down to the truth of Paul's writing, and and some fantastic, you know, the, the folks in it are really lovely, um, and and it, you know we just just seem to go okay, um, um, and so that, that surprised us. Um, it surprised us that um, th this is interesting. Is that People, by and large, accept it's true. I don't think we've been to anywhere where somebody says that doesn't happen. And even that, any of the critics haven't said that doesn't happen. Even the Tories have said it's fiction, yeah. but they haven't said it doesn't happen, because they can't. So the question is, why do we tolerate it? You know, I mean, everyone agrees it, it's going on in hundreds of thousands of cases. So why do we allow it? You know, So, so in a way, the, what's been interesting at the meetings is to like, is to ask that question, why do we allow it, and have discussions based on it. But anyway, it's been been ex extraordinary. Yeah. And the timing is great, I think. Because mm. I think the films helped put this issue on the map. Mm. And it felt like an invisible issue. I mean, it's mm. one I've been campaigning on for years, but it still feels like out of the mm. mainstream. Mm. Um, so I think your film's like taken it and really shone a spotlight on it. And I'm hoping that it's going to impact the debate around welfare and, yes, and yes. actually impact policy. Yes. Well, That's De De my De hope. De Debbie Abrams have, and the Labour Party under Corbyn have said they will abolish work capability assessments. They will abolish it. And they will change, well, the, whole, ch change the whole sanctions regime. Um, yeah, so... It, I, but I think they would have done that anyway, you know. No, but would. I think your film mm. really highlighted it and mm. pressured that mm. response from Labour. And that was the response mm. that a lot of campaigners wanted for mm. years, mm. but I mm. hadn't quite got. Mm. So it's it's fantastic that a piece of art can do that. Well, Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Francesca okay. Martinez and Ken Loach. Thank you. Many thanks to Ken Loach and Francesca Martinez for their generous time and Faisy Ismail for making it all happen. And of course, thanks to you for listening. 
This is Mia for SOAS Radio.